I have what I call the spaghetti theory because I'll create one piece of content and I throw it everywhere and see what sticks. And it's wild because something might go viral on YouTube, but it's a dud on Instagram. I had one on Instagram that had 2.1 million views and on TikTok, maybe 400. But instead of trying to figure out the algorithms of each one, I just like, I'm going to create one piece of content and all y'all are going to see it. Are you not getting the downloads you desire? Unsure about how to promote your podcast effectively or struggling to monetize your work? Well, you've just found the resource you need. Hi, and welcome to Mike's to Millions, the podcast that brings you exclusive in-depth conversations with top tier hosts in the health and wellness industry to help you grow your podcast. I'm your host, Sam Breakgear, co-founder of Podwritten, a podcast booking agency for health and wellness businesses. In every episode, we dive deep into what it really takes to get more podcast listeners, successfully promote your show, and monetize your work. Remember, if you like the show, please leave a review wherever you get your podcasts. This helps us grow, and in doing so, we can continue to offer you valuable insights and podcast growth tips. Now, let's get into it. My guest today is the host of the Midlife Makeover Show, a show dedicated to helping listeners learn how to achieve a vibrant midlife, mind and body, create solid relationships through love and loss, and create an awesome second half of life. The show has been running since February 2022 and receives roughly 13,000 monthly listeners. Not only is she a podcast host, but she's also a coach and writer with a very interesting background that includes training as a French pastry chef in Paris, as well as traveling all over the US and the world, well, US specifically in her RV. Wendy, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. It is so great to be here. I even loved our chat before we hit record. We're going we're gonna to have so much fun today. Everyone, fasten your seatbelts. Yeah, of all the interviews I knew, this was going to be the most uh, energetic, I think. And I do want to know, like, first of all, where do you get your energy from? What's your secret? Oh, good question. Right off the bat. Where do I get my energy from? I choose to have it. We all have it. Mm -hmm. But sometimes we choose it just like wah, wah, wah. And that's one thing since this podcast is about podcasts, right? Mm -hmm. Bring your energy. I mean, there's been days, like as a matter of fact, last week, I hurt my back pretty bad and I was not up for my interview at all. But let me tell you something. I was like, I can rally it for 45 minutes. I can do this. <laughs> but I feel like you, you owe it to your listeners. You owe it to your guests. Like just rally it, get the energy cranked up. I mean, for some people, like if you have to stand while you're recording your podcast, some people have to do that. I have to sit because I have to contain a little bit more of my energy. <laughs> <laughs> but if you have to do like a little dance before you get started, do like the Wonder Woman pose, you know, like get helps you get power, like hold your back up straight and that will like get you ready to rock and roll for your show. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I definitely feel that like psyching yourself up is important. Would you say yeah. that you've always had this energy or is it something that you've made the choice in your life at one point to be like, I'm going to I'm going to be this way? I've always made the choice. I mean, but there are times when I don't have the energy and I'm just like, okay, if I don't need to rally it for something, then I'll just like, okay, I'm just going to relax. Because otherwise, if I was like this all the time, I would probably explode. <laughs> yeah. That's a recipe for burnout. Yeah, certainly. exactly. <laughs> so you're obviously here to talk about the midlife makeover show. Can you tell us a bit about your background before that and what led up to the creation of this show? It's well, it's what a great question. And it's uh, quite a story. So I'm going to take you back. 
uh, 45 years old. I'm 51 now. So that was six years ago. And I'm probably going to sound like an old country song, but uh, I lost my dog. I lost my marriage. I lost my brother. I lost myself. I lost my job. I lost everything. So here it was uh, 45. I was in a massive depression. That was like the first time for me to be actually be in a depression, had anxiety, panic attacks from watching my brother die. And I had always been, you know, I was in business for probably 20 plus years with my ex-husband at the time. And so here it was, I'm lying on the bathroom floor, bawling my eyes out and like, how am I going to get out of this mess? I didn't have a job. I had probably over $200,000 in debt. It was awful. I was so overwhelmed. And so like back to your question of, you know, is there times when I don't have energy? That was one of them. Uh, and I thought to myself, I'm like, I've got to get out of this somehow, but how am I going to do this? And no joke, I had this vision of driving an RV across the country and starting my own show, like just out of the blue. And I was like, okay, that's weird. I was like, but that's a really cool vision. <laughs> it's As I'm laying on the bathroom floor, I'm thinking about, it, I'm like, I want to do that. I'm like, that sounds really cool. I mean, it just meant freedom to me. And it also meant Wendy could be Wendy. I could shine my light. I could share my stories. I could share my wisdom with the world. I would be helping others. I was like, yes, this sounds so amazing, but how am I going to get there? How am I going to get from point A to point B of driving an RV across the country and starting my own show? I knew, didn't know how I was going to do any of that. So I thought, well, the first thing I need to do is probably get a job so I can get out of debt. So I sent my resume out all over the world, literally. And the first one that came back was a job selling real estate, new construction in Chicago. Mm -hmm. And I lived in Virginia and I'm like, okay, that's weird. I was like, I don't even know how to sell houses, but I thought, you know, the dream was so important to me, but I was like, I don't give a crap. I'm going to do it. So I took the job four weeks later. I, I'm driving a U-Haul with all my stuff in the back and moved to Chicago, started this job, which I knew again, nothing about how to do all this stuff with selling homes. And within one year, I went from making $0 to a half a million. Wow. Yes. Yay. And obviously got out of debt. And the whole time I had it in the forefront of my mind the RV, driving the RV and starting my own show. And I was like, okay, we got to, so, I mean, that actually was my main motivator and what made me to be able to sell all of these houses in record time. And so when I wasn't working my day job at night, I started working on how am I going to create my own show? And I listened to Kathy Heller's podcast. Yeah. As a matter of fact, I found her book at uh, an airport and then it led me to her podcast, et cetera, et cetera. So I was like, hmm, podcast. Interesting. I was like, and podcasts, I mean, they're still kind of new. It's amazing. Some people are like, well, what's a podcast? Where do I watch it? I'm like, you don't watch, you listen. <laughs> so I started to do my research and then I thought, okay, what am I going to talk about? And I hired someone for a 30 minute 
clarity call. This was Stephanie Gass. And in 30 minutes, we figured out what my niche was going to be. And as I was telling her all the things I'd been through in my life, um, I've been through a lot of traumatic experiences and even my recent, you know, like the divorce and, uh, you know, how, how overcoming dead and the, the death of my brother, et cetera. And she said, you're going to talk about all of it. I'm like, well, that's too much. So like, and she's like, oh, no, no, no. She's like, you're the perfect midlife makeover. She's like, you've done it. I was like, oh, genius. Yes. And so I thought, okay, this is great. I'm like, cause I can talk about relationships. I can talk about health. I can talk about mindset. I can talk about divorce. I can talk about all those things. And so little by little, I'm created a website. I got all the equipment, which is, I mean, basically just my microphone. And the, I'd say the biggest thing that I had to overcome was my limiting belief that I wasn't going to be good enough or everything had to be perfect. I had to have a perfect studio with perfect lighting and perfect everything else. No, I was like, uh, uh, we're not doing this. So I worked so hard to finally, <laughs> this is funny. So I ordered my RV and on a Friday, I flew from Chicago to Nashville to buy my RV at a dealership that was down in Nashville and drove it back on Sunday. And I quit my job on Monday. And some people would think that it's absolutely crazy because I was making like tons of money to go from making, go from zero to a half a million back down to zero. But I knew that this was going to be my thing that it was my dream job, my dream life. And I knew that it was going to lead to so many more great things in my life. So that's my story. It's an incredible one. Um, I have to say it's fantastic. Your passion for travel is something that I share as well. This is really random, yeah. but you, you, so you, where have you been in the U S you've literally been to every state in your RV. Uh, I have not been to Alaska. I mean, that's fair um, enough. And that's I right haven't been to like yeah, I know. I'm like, that's oh, a haul or Hawaii, yeah. obviously. Um, and I still need to do like Northeast, mm -hmm. Maine and New York, mm -hmm. all of that. I've been hanging out kind of in, you know, I just did a big trip doing, you know, Wyoming and Montana, Washington, Oregon, California, all those, Utah, Arizona. Um, I usually just follow the sun. Making some amazing memories from the sounds of it. That sounds incredible. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I had a blast. I bet. I mean, I could pick apart your stories for ages, but I know I have to, for the sake of the <laughs> show, keep it specifically to podcasting. Hey, hey, it's your show. You can do whatever you want. <laughs> well, I feel I, I, you've done so much with the midlife makeover that it's definitely something that I want to pick apart uh, now that I have you here and kind of relating to the travel, like how yeah. do you find it being a podcast host? while traveling and recording shows and putting stuff out there how does that work what does your schedule look like so you have to have good wi-fi which i've only had a couple places where i didn't and i had to reschedule interviews um but it, that was only for the interviews even you know you can record a show when it's just you it's if it's a solo show and you can go to a Starbucks or whatever and do your editing if you do the editing and do everything else at a Starbucks right so that wasn't um, a big deal. What was your question again? Sorry. <laughs> I was thinking about Starbucks. 
how did you like find being a podcast host while traveling and while being on the road? Yeah, well, I tell you the one thing I really do love about being an entrepreneur and being a podcaster is you create your own schedule. Mm. So in the beginning, I I would I ended up having like a ton of guest requests. And so I would just interview them back to back, bum, 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 and I have a ton of them. But then I had too much in inventory. And what happened was, let's say if I had 30 in inventory, and then by the time the 30th one comes out, it's four months later, and the guest forgets, I forget. So I was like, okay, we're not doing that again. Then I went to, all right, I'm only doing two interviews per week. And then it got to be, I didn't have any in inventory. So now what I do, I kind of schedule my interviews according to what's going to work with my schedule. Right. Mm -hmm. So I'll stock up actually for this week, I'll have maybe six this week. And then I don't have anything for a couple of weeks. And during those two weeks, it gives me a chance to, to create, I'm actually working on a new online course on my book. So that gives me that time to not worry about doing interviews mm -hmm. or doing any type of show. I can just, you know, pick something from inventory and throw it out there. Okay. Yeah. That sounds smart. Um, mm -hmm. I did want to draw back on something that you mentioned earlier. You talked about this limiting belief of believing that everything had to be perfect. And I want to know, how do you strike a balance between putting high quality work out there, but also not putting the pressure on yourself to put out perfection? If yeah. I'm a recovering perfectionist myself. So I would never start anything or I felt like all the duckies had to be in the, in a row, you know, before I could start anything. I would say one of my favorite quotes is leap. The net will appear just leap. You'll figure the stuff out. It does not have to be perfect. I don't believe in mistakes, only retakes. So if you're like, oh, that didn't work out very well. Okay, fine. Retake. So I do have an editor. That's the only person on my team. I do everything. I just send everything to him, all of my audios to him. And then he sends it back and I do the rest. That actually is great because I don't, I let him worry about the sound quality and he figures that he pieces everything together, my pre-roll and my mid-rolls and the jingles, all that stuff. But uh, he, yeah, he's the only one that I have that actually helps me with the show, but it's never going to be perfect. It's not. And honestly, some of the shows that I listen to, or even some of the ones that mm -hmm. I watch on YouTube. I actually like the ones that are a little imperfect where they, you know, they trip over their tongue or they say something silly or the dog is running behind the screen or, you know, yeah. So you just have to let that stuff go. I mean, it's more important that you get your message out into the world. You feel like they're human. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. And it, it gives that sense of authenticity. Um, I like that. You mentioned this editor. How did you find this editor? So when I was working for the company in Chicago, he was actually leaving the company at the same time as I was. And I shared with him, I was like, yeah, I think I'm going to start my own show, my own podcast. He's like, oh my God, really? He goes, do you have an editor? And I go, no. And so he's actually a musician and he goes, I'll be your editor. I was like, Sweet. so ever since we both left the company and he became my editor and he still, ha he has his day job. Uh, and he just, you know, he does the editing at night or whatever and sends it to me the next day. It's great. It has a good connection to have. That's very fortuitous. Yeah, I That's know. very lucky. Yeah, I know. You started in February mm -hmm. 2022. 
what did that first year look like? Could you take us on a step-by-step guide of like how that first year went? Yeah. So I started off on my RV journey in October, 2021. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and then I launched my podcast two twenty two twenty two at two twenty two PM. I don't have a thing with numbers. Mm-hmm. And so between October and February, I was kind of wrapping up the last few things. Um, I created an online course so that when I started my podcast, I would have something to sell. Mm-hmm. And, um, I was finishing up the website and I created probably like three solo episodes. And even when I went into it, I didn't think that I would be interviewing that much. I thought I would be doing mostly solo shows Mm -hmm. and come to find out now I mostly interview and I love it. I didn't think I would love interviewing that much. I was like, oh my God, it's so much fun. And it's great because your guests provide the content, just like the way I'm providing the content here. Mm-hmm. It's nice. It's so, I mean, especially with my niche, I have so many different topics because anything goes at midlife, right? And so it's awesome that I can have someone on speaking about, you know, menopause or perimenopause or divorce or anything that maybe I'm not an expert in, Mm -hmm. but they are. And so it's great. It's like whatever I can do to provide my audience with the best content, that's always my goal. It takes the pressure off you and you get to learn something in the process. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, I'd have to say too, you have to, you have to pick your start date if you're you know, thinking about having a podcast, pick your start date and then reverse engineer it. Think of the things that you have to do in between now and then to start your podcast. You mentioned something about you created this online course so that you had something to sell for the podcast. How did you use the podcast to sell this course and what did sales look like in that first year or so? Yeah. So my, the way I look at the podcast, it's at the top of the funnel. I bring everyone through there. I mean, if you look back, like all of my social media reels, all my posts, it's directing them to the podcast, to the podcast. So I would end up like when you're listening to the podcast, I'm selling the course. Now there are times too, I might advertise it on social media or something like that. But most of the time, everything goes through the top of the funnel through the podcast. I mean, podcast is a great way to be able to tell people about, Hey, I've got this book or I've got this online course or da da da. If you know, if you get it today, it's, you know, we'll take $20 off or whatever. So the podcast is such a great way to sell other, you know, products or services that you have coaching and all sorts of things. And I want to know with the podcast itself, what are some of the most successful steps you've taken to promote it? Good question. I promoted literally, so I think I'm on a hundred and close to 160 right now of episodes. And I literally sent out some t- something on social media with every single one. The way I look at it, it's free. Like, I don't like why more people don't do reels or posts. Like it's free. Like I, and again, with every single one, you're directing them to the podcast And so if this was, if I was interviewing you today, I would take this video clip from zoom and I would turn it into like a 30, 45 second clip that I post on social media. And I have what I call the spaghetti theory because I'll create one piece of content and I throw it everywhere and see what sticks. 
So I posted on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, TikTok, threads. What else? There's another one in there I'm missing. Um, Pinterest, Twitter. And it doesn't matter to me, like if one doesn't hit good on, you know, threads or something, I don't care, whatever. But, and it's wild because something might go viral on YouTube, but it's a dud on Instagram. Do you find that happens? Is there one place in particular that you, which one do you get the most traction with? Yep. I had one on Instagram that had 2.1 million views and on TikTok, and it was a perfect one for TikTok. It had like maybe 400. I'm like, that's so weird. But instead of trying to figure out the algorithms of each one, I just like, I'm going to create one piece of content and all y'all are going to see it. <laughs> <laughs> and it's whichever you, it works. yeah, yeah. It's worked for you at least. Yeah. So I would say when I say advertise or promote every single episode, it's free. You don't have mm -hmm. to do official ads on Facebook or Instagram or any of that. Just mm -hmm. create one piece of content. If it's an audio clip, video clip. I also use headliner, which is great. Uh, headliner will actually create a audio clip for you. And so yeah, easy. I've used headliner in the past. I, I, I really yeah. like it over the other options mm -hmm. out there. Yeah. And then the Eddie thing too is great. I've recently just heard about that. Yeah. That's something that um, yeah. I have yet to try myself, but um, I was watching a webinar the other day and they brought it up. So I'm, I'm definitely going to give that it's a It's a lifesaver because it will create your show notes. It'll create your keywords. It'll create your social captions. I love it because before even just writing the show notes, it's not a big deal. You know, you write a few sentences for your show notes but if it saves me 30 minutes, it saves me 30 minutes. So yeah, Eddie is like my new buddy. Fantastic. That's, <laughs> that's a good referral. I'm going to yeah. definitely going to invest more time into, into that. And on the topic of kind yes. of promoting your show, mm -hmm. I know that you have been a guest on a number of podcasts in the past. Mm -hmm. And what have you found to be the benefits of that beyond just like hosting your own show? Well, just like now, I mean, it's great because your audience is hearing me for the first time or seeing me for the first time, right? You're using someone else's platform and they're going to promote you. And plus like, not that I'm not going to do anything, but when that, when the show, when this show comes out, when this episode comes out, right, I, I'll do something I'm like, Hey, I was on this show, you know, come check me out. But once we get done recording right now, it, the work's on you. Sorry. Yeah. No. <laughs> but then I get to kind of sit back and go, huh? which is different than if I was the one interviewing, if I was interviewing you, then once we stop recording, then I've got to do all the work. I got to send it to the editor. I got to get everything ready to go all the, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So it's a great way to just get your message out there and to be on different platforms that talk about different things. I'll be honest with you. I'm, I talk about midlife all the time, which I love, but sometimes mm -hmm. it's nice to change it up and I could just talk about podcasting. So yeah. I was so like, when you sent me the email, like if I wanted to be on the show, I was like, heck yes, let's talk about something <laughs> other than hormones. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like find my me. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, you, you are an expert and that's why I have you here. And I also yeah, love the fact that um, with podcast guesting, I really like the fact there's not a huge commitment side, not mm -hmm. necessarily in the work, but one thing that most people don't realize with podcasting is that like, 
it's a big commitment. Like you need to be in it for the long term. You need to show up every week or every other week or whenever you commit to that schedule. Yes. And the great thing about podcast guesting is you can do like 20, you can do 30, you just stop. And you can take it yep. completely on your terms. Exactly. Yeah. And I have found when I am a guest on other podcasts that my my rankings go up. I or I get mm-hmm. more downloads because that audience is like, oh, the midlife makeover show. Let me go mm-hmm. check it out. And then I gain more listeners mm-hmm. that way. It's great. Yeah, it's a fantastic recipe. And I spoke with this uh with another host. And it's way easier to get someone that currently listens to podcasts to then go listen to your podcast rather than trying to get someone to get into podcasts for the first time with your show being the first one. Exactly. So yeah, it makes absolute sense. One of those weird people that aren't listening to podcasts. Yeah, those. Yes. I don't want to know them. I know. Well, they're not listening to this podcast, so (laughs) (laughs) we're safe. (laughs) You You mentioned a few things. So obviously you mentioned like your editor ads, pre-roll ads, or like mid-roll ads, you also have the course. Mm-hmm. Like how yep. were you first able to monetize uh, the Midlife Makeover show and how's, how's that progressed? So I ended up, well, a few things. I mean, as far as the course goes, it's on my website. I sell it there. I talk about it on social media. It's in my newsletter, the Midlife News. And then I talk about it on the podcast. You can also, I want to say too, if you do have a, a product or service that you sell, you can create like your own pre-roll or mid-roll of your own product or service and you can put it on your own show. So you're not constantly repeating yourself all the time, having to say, Hey, I've got the midlife makeover method course, blah, 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 blah. You just record it one time and then it's an advertisement on your own show, or you can even send it to your other fellow podcasters and ask if they'll put it on their show. Is another great way. You can even, you know, do affiliates and all sorts of good stuff. But I ended up because I became so popular on Instagram, especially with a lot of my reels, I had companies that would find me through my reels and they would ask if they, if they could sponsor one of my episodes. So sometimes, and, and that was in the beginning, I didn't have that many downloads, but I ended up getting like some really good sponsorship because I was popular on social media and because they know that I promote every single episode on social media. So that was nice. But, and even in the beginning, I, you know, I had friends that own big companies and I would ask them if I could do a pre-roll and a mid-roll for free for them. So that way I would have like a sample to send to other companies like, Hey, would you like to sponsor my show? Here's a recording of a previous, you know, pre-roll. And that way they would think like, Oh, I mean, you have to act as if, right. I mean, even when you're at, you haven't even started your show yet, you have to act as if you are the momentum going. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Be a big time podcaster. Even if you're not at the top yet, (laughs) Uh act as if. Yeah, absolutely. And you said something interesting about sending pre-rolls or sending these ads to other podcasters that you know and mm-hmm. what asking them to do it or do you have some sort of deal or do you pay them or do they do they come on your show like how do you set that relationship up some people charge you can also kind of exchange like i had one um i had a guest on the show recently she teaches about divorce and so we exchanged i was like okay i'll put your pre-roll in my podcast if i can put my 
pre-roll on your podcast. So it's great. And it's just like a quick 30 or 60 second advertisement that goes mm -hmm. on another podcast. That's not. But as you, you know, I think the more that you're in the podcast world, then you, you meet a ton of people, you get a ton more ideas, you start to collaborate with each other, you can create affiliates. So for example, with my online course, it's, there's an affiliate program. So you could make 30% off of selling my course, which is great. So it's, it's an interesting, it's such an interesting arena, the whole podcasting world. There is endless opportunities, potential. And that is one of the yeah. reasons I love being in it. You also said that you have managed to gain success because of your previous success with social media. Mm -hmm. How did you first develop that um, like following on social media? Um, so really, I just was consistently posting every single day, every day. I mean, every now and then I might miss a day. But again, I mean, if you can think of one piece of content that you can create and you post it everywhere and just think of the people that are seeing it, especially reels. I mean, reels was the big thing because reels are a little different than posts because I, whether you know this or not, but like post, the only people that are going to see your posts are the people that are following you, especially on Instagram, but reels circulate all the time. And they don't have to be following you in order to see your reel. So the way I looked at it was like, okay, I'm going to post this was, you know, episode number 75. And these people are going to see it. The midlife makeover show, the midlife makeover show. Let's... <laughs> and then that drives traffic to the podcast. So it's, again, it's free. You don't, it doesn't cost anything. And I recommend sitting down and thinking of different topics you can talk about, whether these become episodes or it's, you know, a promotion just for social media. You want to create a post out of it or create a reel out of it. Just think of, take your topic, whatever your subject is, your niche, and think of all the different things that your audience might want to learn about it. And then just start creating little by little. It's, I mean, it's, it seems like a lot in the beginning, but you kind of get this, you'll get your own little system down. I mean, it's been almost two years for me and I'm, finally getting a good system down well it seems like it's worth the investment and i love from my experience anyway of working in the creative space mm. once you start coming up with ideas then more ideas flourish and they just start multiplying yeah. and you feel like you really kind of like get into a rhythm uh yep so i i think that's a, a fantastic kind of like goal uh, it's clearly worked well for you and uh, on the topic of something you've done well or at least i think you've done well is you have a really um detailed booking form um yeah, and I love it because it it clearly streams the line streamlines like the guest submission process certainly for yourself. Yeah. Uh, when you receive one of these submissions, what do you look for in a potential guest? Yeah, it's a great question. Well, first of all, I I and I'm so humbled and flattered, but I started getting tons of guest requests where my email was just like, "I'd like to be on the show," or "I like to have I have this client here wants to be," and I'm like, "Oh my god." Like, how am I going to do this? Then I'm like, there's got to be a better way to organize this. And oh my gosh, to all the agencies out there, don't send the super long email. It's just like, oh, just give me the goods. Yeah. Like how many followers, what's their website, what's their specialty? Just give me the, like the good stuff. Right. 
And so I created on Typeform. Um, it's basically a quiz maker. And so on there, I created it's midlifemakeoverguest.com if you want to take a peek at it. But basically, they I send everyone there now. And they go there to actually apply to be a guest on the show. And the ticket, the ticket to be a guest on the show is to actually leave me a five-star review. I was actually going <laughs> to like, ask about that. Why didn't I think that. of this sooner? I was, I, I was going to ask about it because some shows do that. And um, I think it's smart that yeah. like, it, it yeah. does make sense. It, it like, it's like saying like, look, just take this little step just to help me. And then we can explore yep. like how, how we can work together. So I think it's fair. Yep. Yeah. And that's how you increase your rankings, especially on Apple Podcasts, right? So the more reviews that you have, then that's going to put you higher and higher. Like I went from being the top 5% of 3.2 million podcasts, and now I'm in the top 0.5%. So that really, really helps the more reviews that you get. I mean, ask friends, ask family. But as far as guests are concerned, it's like, well, okay, you want to be on the show, at least leave me a review, you know, but um, Typeform is great because you, I mean, you, what I did is ask for, you know, name, email address, the basics website, how many followers they have, their, their email list, things like that. But to answer your question, what I look for is, are they going to be able to help my listener? I'm always thinking about my listener. What do they need? What do they want? What's going to help them? make over their midlife, what's going to help them be happier and healthier. And I'll look at their website first. I look to see if they're at least active on social media. Um, because going back to the promotion, right? If we're going to help each other and we're going to collaborate, then you got to at least be able to put some stuff out there. And, um, and I just look at their topic. If it's something that's really interesting and there are times, like I think I probably have about 60 sitting in there right now, but if I have menopause, 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 I'm like, okay, those need to wait because I just had three menopause interviews. <laughs> like, Let's space it out a little bit, but you can choose. And then it does, then you don't feel so obligated, especially when it comes in your email inbox and then they keep emailing you're like, oh my God, stop. Like I'll let you, you know, I'll have my people call your people type of thing. So it makes it a little bit easier and staying organized is key. You have to be organized. Yeah. You do a fantastic yeah. job of that from working with you. I think your, your booking form is very clear when it comes to that. I'm curious to know, do you ever get people mm. that fill out the booking form and then say no to the, have you left for a, a review? Well, does everyone uh, say no. yes? Everyone by that point, yeah. I can imagine how like, is, is like, yeah, they've gone I that think far. my, that like just leave the yeah, review. Yeah, I think my final my final uh, page there is like, have you left a, a review? And then the answers are yes, definitely, or no, not yet. Like hint, hint. Yeah. Here and then I give them the link on there so they can. It takes them right there to Apple Podcasts mm -hmm. to leave a review. But it's amazing. It works because I was starting to get you know five reviews every few days. I was like, yes, thank you. <laughs> yeah. That's fantastic. So we've obviously discussed about how organized you are with this whole process. I want to know, mm. do you use tools like um, ChatGPT or other kind of AI tools to help you with this process when it comes to your work in general? Yeah, the only, I have to look at my phone because I have all my tabs on there. Um, <laughs> the only AI thing that I use is the Eddie, mm -hmm. is Headliner. Mm -hmm. That's the only one and that's a lifesaver. Um, 
I use Cal- Calendly. Mm-hmm. I don't know how, why did they come up with that name? Calendly. Awkward, yeah. <laughs> I know. Calendly uh, Canva. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Great tool. I, I use my Google drive like crazy. Yeah. Um, I, my new one I'm so proud of, which I'm going to show it to you after we get done is Meister task. Yeah. So Meister task is great because I've been able to organize all of my guests in there and all of my uh, episode releases. So I keep track of everything in Meister Task and in also MindMeister. MindMeister is connected mm-hmm. to Meister Task. Uh, MindMeister is great for brainstorming. So especially, I mean, whether you're new at podcasting or you've been in it for a while, if you want to, like you go to MindMeister and it's great, you just sit there and brainstorm, uh, you know, topic ideas or guests that you want to interview or shows that you want to be on. It's It's just a cool little fun, colorful thing. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see, what else do I use? Oh, Podbean is my main, yeah, Podbean is my main platform and I've been super happy with them. I've never had any issues, knock on wood. Podbean's been great. Why'd you choose them? What made, what made you go for them over everything else? Um, I liked how it was organized. I liked their mm-hmm. whole, um, it was just super simple. And then the way that, I mean, mm-hmm. as soon as I release an episode, it puts it everywhere. It does it for mm-hmm. me. It does it on YouTube. Mm-hmm. It does it on Apple and Google and Audible everywhere. So I don't have to think about that mm-hmm. stuff. The more automated you can get, the better. Yeah, definitely. Less, yeah. less pressure mm-hmm. off you. Um, and then I want to know, what do you consider personally to be your greatest success in podcasting so far? Having fun. <laughs> <laughs> That's a wonderful answer. But honestly, I've been having to remind myself or ask myself the question, are you still having fun? And if you're not having fun, then what do you need to do? So you can, cause you don't want to, you don't want to, yes, it can be overwhelming at times, but just relax. You're, you're finally getting to get your message out in the world, the way that you want it. And in the world, literally, if you think about that, like my whole audience, your whole audience is the world. So it's not just the United States. It's not just in Chicago, Illinois, right? I mean, I have listeners in Portugal and Germany and England everywhere. And that is so neat mm-hmm. to think about the lives that you can change all over the world. Yeah. Just with a mic. Yeah. 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 I wanted to tell you one thing too. Um, YouTube, mm-hmm. not everybody knows this. Matter of fact, I just got done with an interview and my guest was not aware of this, but YouTube actually has a podcast channel now. So the whether you now I do both. I have an audio version of each episode that goes onto YouTube and it's done automatically again from Podbean, right? <clears throat> and mm-hmm. then I record my videos of the interview, just like this on zoom. And then Mm -hmm. I upload the video because some people like that. Some people like to be able to Mm -hmm. watch a podcast interview. Mm -hmm. Um, And so on YouTube, you create playlist. So I have different playlists Mm -hmm. on my YouTube channel. So I'll have like health, mindset, relationships, divorce, et cetera. Right. Then you create a playlist that's just, it's literally labeled as podcast within YouTube. And the reason you want to do that is because you will show up more on the YouTube podcast channel and also mm-hmm. in Google and SEO. Okay. Yeah. So definitely I recommend doing that. And again, even if you don't record the video, you at least have the audio portion that goes on to YouTube. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
That is fantastic yeah. advice. Spaghetti um, theory. <laughs> you really are getting everywhere. No, I think uh, it absolutely makes sense why you've seen the mm. success that you've had, especially considering you've been running for less than two years now. That's that's fantastic. Crazy. Um, before we go, uh, really my <clears throat> last question that I want to ask you. Say, for example, someone hasn't been paying their full attention to this episode and they come away with one piece of advice that you're going to give them now. What would it be? What would be your one take-home message for them? Just one? If you could summarize. I mean, go ahead. Fine. I'll let you give as much as you like. In fact, all the advice. I like to say one piece of advice to make it really all like right. they, they leave with that piece of information. At least but one. if you want to give more, then by all means, I'm not going to stop you and be like, no, that's enough information. Yeah. <laughs> I would say... Follow the KISS principle. Keep okay. keep it simple, silly. Just keep it simple. Mm -hmm. In the beginning, it might seem overwhelming because you're like, oh my God, I got I to gotta get the equipment. I got I to get, uh, you know, a, a, pick my platform. I might need a website. I need this and I need that. Just little by little, step by step, you'll get there. Mm -hmm. Keep it simple all the way through. And again, you're not going to have everything figured out just leap. The net will appear. You'll figure it out as you go along and you'll meet people that will help mm -hmm. you figure it out. Listen to podcasts like this that can help you get through the whole thing and have fun in the meantime. Mm -hmm. I think that have fun element is so important because that will drive you during those times when maybe yeah. things don't flow as well as you hope they would. Yeah. And I would say, you know, even right now, I'm evaluating things. I'm looking at my numbers. I'm changing some things up for 2024 look for ways that you can be more efficient where you can save time and energy where they use that extra time and energy for your personal life or for creating more products and services whatever figure out ways that that allow you to be more present in your mm -hmm. life and allow you to enjoy the podcast more and i would say if you're starting out give it at least 2 years mm -hmm. yeah that's fair at least 2 years it takes yeah, it takes a long time just to really, really, and there's it's so flooded mm -hmm. right now, mm -hmm. which is fine because what happens though, a lot of people are like, I'm gonna start a podcast. They start a podcast, then after like six or eight months, they're like, I can't do this. And then they kind of tie up and it's like, cool, you can't do it, but I'm going to. But you just have to stay with it and know your purpose behind your podcast. And also know your avatar. You got to know your, your audience listener. Who are you? When you're talking into this microphone, who are you talking to? You're talking to that one person, that avatar. Who are you talking to? And always keep them in your mind at all times. Mm -hmm. I think yeah. those are some great pieces of advice. I'm glad I didn't stop mm -hmm. you at just one because um, they're all very <laughs> useful. And... <laughs> I would highly recommend that everyone, regardless of whether or not they're going to fill out one of your submission forms or not, go leave a review mm -hmm. for the Midlife Makeover show. Uh, Wendy, you. where else can people find you um, beyond the podcast? Uh, you can go to wendyvalentine.com mm -hmm. or themidlifemakeovershow.com, which pretty much takes you to the same spot. And if you would love to be a guest on the show, I'd love to hear from you. Uh, MidlifeMakeoverGuest.com is where you can uh, submit your nomination. Fantastic. Excellent. Well, we'll yeah. include uh, links to all of those in the show notes. But otherwise, Wendy, thank you for brightening my day with your energy. Aww. Thank you so much. And good luck with your podcast. You're going to rock it. Thank you. Thanks for joining us today. Remember, 
You can find more helpful resources to grow your business with podcasting on our blog at podwritten.com and on Instagram at podwritten. You can also find a full transcript for this episode on our website, so be sure to visit podwritten.com or follow the links in the episode description. Until next time, stay healthy, happy and successful. Thank you.